Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And today we are recapping Married at First Sight, season 13, episode seven. Seven. Titled Home, comma, not alone. <laughs> and it needs to be said, we are so sorry that this is so extremely delayed. Um, we have a myriad of extenuating circumstances between schedules and then we realized that we didn't have a vital piece of equipment when we thought we were doing it two days ago and we couldn't get it till yesterday so anyway we were out of our apartment for a couple days yeah it was was a a lot so we apologize boring stuff but reasons that we could not do this this will not be normal this is not the new norm it will never be released this late again. We know it is a travesty, but hope that you will give us some grace. And the fact that today is a holiday, um, hopefully you get a little bit more, like you have a little more weekend to indulge in something like a podcast like this. And what a great way to spend your Labor Day. Great Just way. listening to Till Death Do Us Recap. <laughs> I agree. Okay. Needless to say, This week was a banger. It was. This episode was like chock full of stuff, like to the point where we're a little bit like, ooh, this might be a long episode. Um, There's just so much to talk about because obviously honeymoons are over. They are moving right into their sterile married at first sight apartments as they do. I got to say, this apartment complex looks pretty legit. The floor-to-ceiling windows. Oh, yeah. It's not not a bad place to be spending the next seven weeks of your life. No, it's not. It's just, it always... There have been worse ones. Yeah. I don't think they're bad at all. They're nice for what they are. They're just so sterile, and it's just interesting to me how they always find a building like this in every city. Yeah. And I think it's part of the point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But so we got... Them moving in together into the apartments. Post-honeymoon. We get to watch them share their normal space with each other, which I always love because I feel like it shows a side of them that we up until this point have never gotten to see. Oh, yeah. Um, And then on top of all of that, as if that isn't enough, we have our first sit-downs with Pastor Cal. Pastor Cal made the rounds through the apartment complex. He did. And he... (laughs) Like he just went, went door to door. Jug- like I feel like we just went straight to the intense stuff in every conversation. Yeah, which I personally loved. Yeah, it was like, what is the main thing you guys are going through? We are going to just hit it right yeah. right away. Um, yeah, I love that. Where do you want to start? Let's start with Bow and Johnny. Ooh. Now weaved into this recap of Bow and Johnny, it needs to be said that. I don't know how many of you out there watch Unfiltered, but we got extra information from Unfiltered, which inform the content of this podcast. Yes. And it's funny because last season we really felt like Unfiltered was just fluff. That was pointless. And that made us not even want to watch it since this new season has started, which might make us bad podcasters, probably does. Um, but then this week, I don't know why something just dawned on us to be like, okay, let's just give it a try. And it was surprisingly way more substantive. It's almost like they were listening (laughs) to complaints about how pointless it was last year. And I feel like 
almost to a point of like discomfort, I was like, oh, like we're really, we're really getting extra juice in context of some of these really awk situations. And and the format. They're not really holding back. Yeah. In in ways that we felt like they were last year. Yeah. The formatting of it occurring after the episode is a huge thing because no one wants to watch. I know that's true. That's that changes everything Yeah, because it's like, you can only say so much if you're doing it in advance of the next episode. Yeah. No one cares about what you have to say on Wednesday night before about last week's episode, before the episode that comes out. Right. Uh, Okay. Let's jump in. Bao and Johnny. So Bao kind of surprises me when they walk into the apartment. Yes. With some serious Mirla energy. Mm-hmm. No ice machine. Oh, not a fan of electric cooktops. Does this vent looking for? Yeah. <laughs> yes, like, it vents. Wow. Of course it vents. Yeah. So, I mean, in the, right away, you get Johnny in his interview being like, she kind of takes the fun out of things. Um, it seems like whenever we're talking, we're on the verge of having an argument. It, everything is, it becomes clear that like Johnny is kind of freaking out. Yeah. You know, like pretty oh, fast. Like, well, ev- yeah. And then everything goes back in once again, pillows and showers, pillows and showers. They're like on the bed and he's like, I have one rule and one rule only. Oh, God. You must present clean when you enter the bed. Yeah. And we have to have the awkward shower conversation again. again. And she's like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, um, yeah, that yeah. was so awkward. So then they sit down and they're eating their first meal and he's literally like, this is nice and all, but I plan on going home after this, you know, just to get a break from this whole thing. It's really been an emotional roller coaster for me. And I was just, so baffled. Yeah. I'm like, it's the first night, Johnny. What are you doing? Exactly. And I was also a little surprised that Bao is like, um, wait a minute. Let's talk about this. He was just pretty much like, the honeymoon's been an emotional roller coaster. I, I need some time to put things in perspective. And yeah. you're like, okay. Yeah. Uh, on the one hand, I kind of respect you for like, giving her a heads up and like saying something on the other hand, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you leaving? Like, well, and he says he might be gone for one or two days, which I was just like, okay. I mean, I just think when you're joining this experiment, like I think to skip out on the first night, you know, even if you're going to stay in the same apartment and you're going to stay in the other bedroom or you're going to sleep on on the the couch, like I just feel like this is such an important thing like an important night to be a part of and it says a lot about i don't know it's just not a good way to get started yeah he eventually <laughs> comes back like nothing happens right the next it was i think it was just the, the, the next, next night yeah. yeah and he comes with dinner and wine somehow they don't know what kind of wine it is and i'm like that's what the labels are for <laughs> like look at the wine bottle yeah. anyway but he's clearly, when they're not together, it's obvious that he's spiraling about all the ways that they're different. And he's getting really fixated on, I don't know if this is going to work. And I think that for all of us viewers, we're watching it like a little bit confused, you know, like 
And you can't help but feel like, oh, this, this is part of the whole reason that you've been talking about of why you have not had any successful extended relationship beyond a few dates because you are so damn particular and you think things into the fucking ground. Yeah. That like, and you expect perfection and you think anything less is like some sign from the universe that you're not supposed to be together, which just is stressful. Now, do we jump into what he, the context he gave and unfiltered? We might as well. Sure. Just throw it all in there. Okay. So as confused as we all are, because it just feels like, God, Johnny, like you're really just on like a head trip, you know, and you have been for the last two days and that's why you had to leave. Well, we do find out from Unfiltered. Now, this is, we have to clarify, this is Johnny's perspective. Sure, sure. So from Johnny's perspective, he says that they literally outside the door of the apartment before they entered, they got into a fight. And, okay, let's let's see. They had an argument outside the apartment. Oh, 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 God, okay. Because, so apparently Bao was all excited and was doing whatever she does when she feels, like, giddy. And this has become, you know, clear to us, which we'll get more into later. He is very turned off by her expression of excited joy because he thinks that it's very childish. Um, And so she was getting all giddy outside of the apartment door. And he told her basically that he thought she was being childish and that he was weirded out by her. And then she got upset and they got into like a little tiff about it because she naturally took offense to it. Um, as anyone would, I think. And it is interesting. I mean, that's not really very flattering for Johnny for the fact that he, like, I I will give him that, that he did share that when you think about it in an after show, he provided that context, which I don't think is like the best look yeah. for him. Do you you want to talk childish, Johnny? You have you're an adult male who has two lightsabers on your coffee table. Right. Like, come on, they're not like put away somewhere fun collectibles. They are two lightsabers on your coffee table that seemingly just stay there at all times. Right. Come on. I know. So. That gives us a little context for that night. So when he comes in the next night, he brings his Thai food. He sits down. He basically admits I was being like totally myopic. Um, And Bao really reassures him and is like, you know, I think the reality is this is an accelerated process. And so we're hitting a lot of, I think Johnny is reacting out of fear. Like, it's only been a week and I already have all of these questions. And she's kind of like, yeah, it's only been a week in this insane accelerated experiment where we've gone straight for the jugular with all of these intense conversations about ourselves. So like issues are of course going to surface earlier because we're literally like light speeding, hyper speeding a relationship. Um, But yeah, he keeps light speed. If we're keeping with the star Wars through line. Okay. Perfect. Light speed. So I, I have to say I was confused because he kept making all these references to these little arguments. And at the time, of course, before the context of what happened before they entered the apartment, I was just like, 
what does he mean by arguments? Does he just mean differences? Because up to this point, we have not watched them like really fight yet. I think this stuff happens off camera. Uh, like that's the only explanation is that there are legitimate disagreements off camera and on camera they are like presenting a, a little bit different. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, it is. He says for the first time I've encountered hardship in a relationship and not left. <laughs> oh my God, Johnny, like someone get you a blue ribbon for the eight days that you've been here. Serious. Uh, Not even a full eight days because you were gone for the last one. Right, like, right. So I, I, and then this just little stuff, like he, she, I think this was when they were in her place mm-hmm. and he was looking at photos that she had up and he's like, you used to really be into uh bangs, huh? He's just, just awkward. He's I feel awkward. like he's really critical of her. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I just, I really, I don't, it's rubbing me the wrong way and it's bumming me out. And I feel like he's giving her a damn complex about herself. So then we go into his house. He's, I mean, I got to say he's got a much better design, at least like decor wise than like any of the other guys. Yeah. Because there's like coordination and like not everything is like a bulbous brown couch from 1985. Essentially. Because he has an accent throw pillow. <laughs> that is the one thing that makes that steps right. him up. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's very here's two sterile. yellow pillows. And, and like the, the threshold for a guy to have a reasonable place is like two throw pillows. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> he has like five to eight of the same shirt. Oh, in the We've same color? That. They're on sale. Okay. No, but in like multiple shirts it's like a pile of them yes they're like teal uh, like like uh, uh, i don't even know what kind of green like yes sea foam foam. (laughs) he's got like five to seven sea foam oxford button-ups yeah i mean i guess like you like what you like and when you find it you just really you go all in on it i guess i have to respect that they're both bidet people which seems like a really big win. But correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't he say like, I don't share my bidet with people? Oh yeah. But I thought he meant like guests. Oh, oh, okay. Like it wouldn't surprise me if he wouldn't let bow bidet. He wouldn't let bow bidet her butt (laughs) or poopy butt. Okay. (laughs) There's a huge whiteboard up in his apartment. And I just wrote, is this a mandatory for single men in Houston? Whiteboards. Whiteboards. Plans. Really interesting. Visions. <laughs> okay, stats. so Pastor Cow Pastor comes. comes. And this is where we get this this is where we get it, it, in real time our first inkling of what's going on, and then that information gets confirmed in unfiltered. Yes. So Bao brings up her snoring insecurity again, which like we're obviously bored by. Yeah, like no. low-key Johnny filming her on the plane home. Uh, I know. I'm like, she's literally How told many you, conversations have you had about this? Right, where she's like crying about it. And yes, we don't understand the emotions, but then you just decide to comedically take a video. Well, that's the thing. It's not like the it's not like 
the people filming this so the producers are taking this right. this footage this is, him. this is you that you're submitting to them you know it's oh man I'm yeah like, Bad yeah luck. so Bad she luck. brings up the snoring insecurity again um to pastor cow but then like what flows out from that is obviously the real thing that she's panicked about which i was surprised by and she says she feels like she has to initiate all of the physical touch um and Pastor Cal asked about that, and Johnny was like, well, I don't feel like that. And I love when Pastor Cal's like, if she feels like you're not initiating it, it makes no difference how you feel. Pastor Cal had some really good dimes this week. Pastor Cal came, came out of the gate firing. Right. I loved it. So this is when it leads Pastor Cal to basically put Johnny on the spot about his sexual attraction to Bao, mm-hmm. which I just don't know how I feel about this. I really don't. I think it's interesting. I just find the attraction conversation to be so effing fragile. And I realize that in this accelerated environment, things need to be addressed faster. And I get Pastor Kyle's like overall principle of like, the more things like we can't avoid anything. We don't have time to avoid anything. So like the sooner we can like pop the bubble of whatever you're hiding or trying to cover for the sooner we can potentially work through it and get to the other side. However, I think that a lot of us struggle because with the attraction thing, because attraction is like, it's just like this. It's so fragile. It's so delicate. It can hurt someone so quickly and easily and give someone a complex about themselves. And it's so elusive, right? Like pastor Cal is almost like, He's the king of, I don't care if you're not initially sexually attracted, attraction grows and you just have to be open to it and engage enough to allow that to grow. And it's like, I feel like you and I have talked about this. Like, it's like, we agree with him to a point. And yet there is this like base level of attraction that it, you, you can't put your finger on that does matter. And that's where I sometimes struggle with the way that he will force these conversations and then basically act like it doesn't even matter if he's not sexually attracted mm. to you right I now because just you wait. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, Pastor Charles. A lot of times this early on when someone knows they aren't attracted, it's Can the beginning be- of the end. Yeah, but it's better. To, I don't know. I'm like, we don't have time to dick around here. Like, let's. That's true. Pa- Pastor Cal, I'll answer the question. If, if they're not going to act, like, do you really see Bao being like, Johnny, are you attracted to me? Right. I don't think they're necessarily going to be having this conversation unless someone pries it out That's of them. That's true. And what? I would rather him say what he means to say. Say what you mean to say. Um, okay. Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, don't know. I do. I do. Now, so- rather than fooling around and her not knowing and this going on and on and on. Right. That's true. So, well, and then come to find, they've clearly already talked about this a little bit from the unfiltered. Episode. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So he basically puts him on the spot to be like, are you attracted to her? And Johnny basically admits that when she gets happy and excited, it feels like she's giddy, like a little kid. And it's unattractive. And he doesn't find her steamy. Yeah, it's just not hot. And then I have to say, him imitating her, acting like a little kid, 
really hurt my soul. Mm. And he did more of that in Unfiltered yeah. in, in a way that personally to me just felt disrespectful and kind of mean. Like, I'm like, you can get your point across without sitting there imitating her. Like, I mean, I just felt like, God, that is just so mortifying and embarrassing. And she looked so bummed. And then she did do like a very childlike pout face right away, which I was like, not helping. But I was just, I just wrote, this is rough. (laughs) There is big, big trouble. Yeah. With this couple. And you will see it reflected in the power rankings later. Oh, yeah. But the power rankings rankings i would imagine have been just flipped on their heads flipped on their heads um okay we need to talk about this though because on one hand um like someone left a comment on the instagram today and and we talked a little bit about this yesterday about this point of like there is something to be said for someone who just knows what they like and is being honest about it And I've never really thought about this before, but there is like, we've talked about swag with guys so often, you know, like having some game, some confidence, some that like elusive thing that like draws women to you. Yes. I think that I've never really thought about it before, but like there is a similarity, like women can have swag too or not have swag. And I think that Johnny wants a woman with swag and bow has none. Mm. And, and it's like, so I'm torn because I, again, I feel like some of the way that I, I, at the end of the day, I still think that he's being overly critical. I think he needs to get over it and choose. Like, it's her way of expressing excitement. She's not actually a child. Yeah. And like, Really? Like, it just feels like a really surface level thing to fixate on as the reason why. Like, it almost feels like you're trying to pick something. And it feels like the kind of thing that you get obsessed about when you already are not feeling it. And so you're starting to pick a person apart. Yeah. Um, And it's like, this is something that's so basic to her personality. And that is what the struggle is for me. Because I'm like, you're literally going to give her a complex about expressing any happiness or joy now because she's already kind of self-conscious person and she basically admits as such. So I have that side of it, but then I have these other side that's like, I also get you wanting like when you're considering, am I sexually attracted to this person? I get you wanting them to have a little bit of swag. And he basically says as much like, he's like, there's nothing like sexy about this. So I feel a little bit like I don't not get what he's saying. And I think that I would get really irritated by that too. But if it was someone that I was already like not that into and was looking for things wrong with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I don't think Johnny is oozing with swag himself. I don't either, but I kind of think he thinks he is because he's been on 5 billion dates. And he like and brings up sex or whatever. To I don't know. As like, you know, you were kind of a playboy when we were younger. Yeah. So I, he has this vision of himself. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah. They, uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm concerned. I'm just very concerned. Something that I did really appreciate is Pastor Kyle, after all of that, he looked at Johnny and 
because she expresses self-consciousness. And he looked at Johnny and said, this is not Bao's issue. Yes. I loved that. This is this Johnny's, Johnny's issue, issue. Or this yeah. isn't an interview. Um, yeah. Like, I really appreciated that because I think that that's true. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm just worried about them. And it's so interesting. They just, they seemed like they were going to be this really great fit. But maybe this is kind of, you can't help but wonder if this is all a part of the fact that, like, Bottom line, he never really viewed her as a sexy girl to chase Back for then, years. Gave it seven days now and is coming to the same conclusion. Well, and he's kind of like, I never thought of her that way. Yeah. And Bao, like, when she when they first sit down with Pastor Pal and he acknowledges, like, I've heard that you guys knew each other in advance. Da-da-da. And, like, Bao's like, oh, yeah, I ha- always had a crush on him and he would never give me the time of day. So I feel like that origin story is also... Um, starting to evolve. Yeah. Like we're getting more details every week on what really it was. Um, yeah. I'm just, I'm sad for her cause I see this not going great. Yeah. I don't feel a lot of hope for them right now. Um, we've been talking about them for a very long time. <laughs> we should probably move on. Who are we going to next? Let's do Zach and Michaela. We have oh. not talked about Zach and Michaela for a long time. So Zach, Tells Michaela that he still has, still has tested positive for COVID. Oh, right. And does a very romantic gesture in surprising her mm-hmm. at her apartment yeah. with flowers. Michaela. Great move. Yeah. It seemed like something I would do. Uh, <laughs> not going to lie. Yeah. Um, Michaela is overjoyed. She has one week anniversary gifts for him. Very I mean, they're cute. very obsessed with each other because yes. they had that amazing wedding night. They got down the first night, which is a perfect. I mean, if for any couple that was going to have to miss five days together in the beginning, honestly, this was kind of the best case scenario in that they had this amazing wedding night and they had amazing sex that like confirmed all this other stuff. And then, of course, the second you have sex about someone you already like you your feelings strengthen and deepen. Yeah. So it's kind of like the best case scenario for them to be able to then not see each other. And out of all the couples you're saying, yeah, yes. it's the, yeah. Um, versus if they hadn't done it, like if it was Mirla and Gil, Oh my God. And they just were moving in right now. It would be a shit show. Oh, it would yeah. be like strangers and she would be being bitchier than normal. Their dogs have great interactions. Did we see oh, their apartments? The prettiest dog. Did we see their apartments? Well, we saw hers by a nature little of bit. the situation. I don't remember seeing his. No, we haven't. I um, wonder if he lived with the parents. Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, the dogs get along splendidly. They have some conversation about their, you know, the, I love that attitude of oh, we're so strong. And he's like, I can't wait for our first fight. I'm like, be Ooh. careful what you wish for. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, that usually doesn't, like, no one really... Yeah. Wants that. Uh, well, what I was going to say is it's very obvious that they've been talking a lot. Yeah. You know, like they've probably been FaceTiming on the phone nonstop. You can feel that. It, it almost adds to this, like, you can feel that it's like a very intense, early, intense, lo- like, attachment. You yeah. Know? Like, they're, they're infatuated with each yeah. other right now. Um, oh, and this so is they when, talk about right. the type of fighting right. that they do. 
Are you the type to leave? Once again, this is the second time. The first time to Zach's parents on the after wedding brunch. This is the second time that oh, Michaela right. has brought up her fighting style, conflict. conflict resolution skills, or lack thereof, and says that she is not the time to storm off, and even goes to type to storm off, and even goes so far as to say that she considers that behavior abusive. Yeah. Emotional abuse. Emotional abuse. So to abandon someone in a fight, blah blah blah. It's like a total premonition moment, obviously. Well, because this is reality TV we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. The soundtrack on the TV sh- on the show changes, and suddenly we have an establishing shot and the overhead of the, her coming out of the bedroom, and we get our fabled box of Clorox wipe <laughs> smash, toilet paper roll smashed in half. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to break this down. Here's what we know. The night before, here's what we know. The night before, he told her, according to Zach, that he was taking his dog to daycare early the next morning. Well, and he confirms this in Unfiltered. Yes, so that's why I'm I'm including this here. Yes. He falls asleep the night before with his dog. She, She has told him, do not wake her up. She told him that same night, like, one thing you need to know about me. Never wake me never up. Never wake me up. He wakes up at 7.15 in the morning because we get the timestamp on the, in, yeah. in the internal house cam. So he accidentally fell asleep outside with a dog, did not come back in the room to be with Michaela. Leaves to take his dog. Michaela wakes up at 8.15. Mm-hmm looks around the house, he's not there, smashes the Clorox, feels like she's been completely abandoned. It says that she was trying to text and call him. I was still, I was a little unclear about that, but bottom line. he says that she didn't. Yeah, bottom line, she loses it, grabs two big Ikea-looking blue bags. Packs her shit and leaves. Packs her shit and leaves. He comes back an hour later and is like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Now, um, here's where I stand on this whole situation. Okay. And I think it was mentioned in Unfiltered. Sending a text is not waking someone up. Leaving a note on the table is not leaving someone, is not waking someone up. Yeah. Regardless of what you guys talked about, this early in the game, like who was that? If there's someone on, I think it was Gil on, on um, Unfiltered said, you need to over-communicate at yeah. this point. You know, I do I that to you. you. Now, we're not, it's a non-issue. Right. But you guys are, this is like the first day that right. you guys are spending and living together. It is, I w- could imagine how a person with her life experiences would be triggered by waking up and her husband, who I haven't seen for the last six days because we've he's been in quarantine, and now I wake up and he's not here, that would be scary based off of what she's gone through. So yeah. do I think she's overreacting? 1,000%. Yeah. Do I think he should have, could have done more? Absolutely. Yeah. But the, fa- the way that this gets blown up oh my gosh. really scares me. You know, Pastor Cal, pretty much, they try to talk about it, about the fight. Pastor Cal... It, their conflict issues are very, very, very interesting. 
or their, con- their ways of settling conflict. She, I was right. He needs to push through her rebuffs. Yeah. And it's difficult because he's the type of person who I am making, um, what's the, to try to make things better, those little attempts. Yeah. um, Yeah. He's trying to make little attempts to make the situation better and any look or scoff or physical move away. And I'm so happy Pastor Cal was here to break all of this down because that felt like it was actually sitting in on a therapy session, a real therapy session. Uh, he gets triggered and he's like, fine, no, fuck, fuck, fuck it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm yeah. done. And you're like, whoa, everyone just needs to come. We need to deescalate this down. whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I totally agree with, I, I'm still a little baffled why we needed to put the dog to sleep. Yeah. Like, that will never make sense to me. Like, as if it's like an infant child. Like, I don't know why you have to go into a separate room and lay in bed with this dog till it falls asleep. My one rebuff here would be... <laughs> rebuff is the word of the day. Is really. it? Rebuttal. I'm going to rebut this. It is the first time that these dogs are spending in a new environment. And so maybe he was just trying to be sure, an, sure, an extra sure. dog here. But I agree with you. Extra. It's like, like, put the dogs to sleep. I know. So he accidentally falls asleep. If everything he said in Unfiltered is true, which is that he told her that he was going to do this in the morning. And she said, like, yes, he should have written a note or sent a text just to give her a heads up. But there is like, and then, okay. So here's the thing. We need to also say this. Okay. So we see her in the overhead cam storm out with her bags. And then we don't see them again until they have reconvened because only because Pastor Cal's coming. Yeah. And so they come together and they get like a few minutes to try and touch base before Pastor Cal arrives. And it's a shit show. And he brings up, he brings up like, look, we literally just had a conversation yesterday. I said, are you the type of person that walks yes. out on someone and you said never. And he's like, I disappoint you or confuse you one morning and you're gone. Like that's red flag behavior to me. And she's trying to say like, you were gone all morning. And he's like, I was back by nine 15 and you were gone. And she's like, you're goddamn motherfucking liar. I, could- I was like, Oh my God, this is just like, how did we, I, I, I don't under, I have a really hard, well, first of all, it's like, how, how do you know what time he came back? Because you managed to move out in in a span, like you were ready to go. There was no, I'm going to wait a couple hours to see what's going on. It was like, I wake up, he's not here. He could have been getting the mail downstairs. He could have been getting you bagels. He could have been doing anything. And you already, it's like you had two bags packed and like, I was unclear about the time. Cause I don't even know if they gave us a time where she actually walked out. It was close to but nine. It, I feel like it was eight something still. Yeah. Very, very, very bizarre behavior. Very, very bizarre, bizarre just behavior. Really, just took it from zero to hero. Yeah. And again, I like the way that we like Pastor Cal could not have come at a better time. The tension is super awkward. He's trying to like explain his perspective. And she has this very like 
Her evil squint. Oh my God. The her evil like, squint. It's kind of like a like, yeah, sure, buddy face. But it's like, this moment doesn't call for that. Like that would really, where is the benefit of the doubt here? Like, yeah. Oh my goodness. That would really, really push me away. Yeah. If I'm trying sure. to like make amends here in this situation and you're looking at me and you're like, you I'm have like every single thing world. coming out of my mouth is a complete lie. Like, let's just pump the brakes yeah. on that. And then he like tries to move towards her. She keeps recoiling. And I I did feel like as a live like therapy exercise, like what you said, like this was actually probably one of the most realist sessions I think we've ever seen. Yeah. Because he was literally catching them live in a conflict, which is always ideal for couples counseling anyway. And a lot of people withhold, I feel like from couples counseling, like letting this kind of thing play out in front of a therapist because everybody still deep down doesn't want to be judged even by the unbiased expert they're paying. Mm-hmm. And yet this is how you get, this is how you get the most for your money is like showing the honest truth of a thing. And they just couldn't control themselves anyway. Yeah. This was just where they were at. And so it was actually kind of cool that he got to like really step-by-step step walk them through and be like, wait, 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 why'd you make that face? Why'd you move that way? okay, hey, you, you're really far away from her. Can you move towards her? Yeah. And then it was great because I just love how he explained, because I knew it right away, when she recoils from him and then he's like, see, like, that's evident. She doesn't want me here. And he goes, no, 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 no. She does, though. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people can relate to being full of rage and frustration at a certain point in their relationship and everything on the outside is saying get away from me because you're trying to like hold up this front but deep down you're like why are you fucking coming over and cuddling me and holding me and then like meanwhile you're like you're giving me like ice eye like I would never know that you wanted me to hold you right now it's like you're supposed to know so I thought that this was an important lesson for him to learn very. And sometimes the body language is not reflecting the truth of what's inside. And it's really just like a protective armor. Yes. So we got into the abandonment stuff. I mean, I just thought overall, this is a very successful therapy exercise. Zach did a really good job of like he wrapping really her up, bringing yeah. her tissues. And I think Pastor Cal really hit the nail on the head by saying, you, ha- you, you two have so much potential. Yeah. And that's ultimately how I feel to put a bow on them. That's ultimately how I feel. They have so much potential, but this is going to be a roller coaster. They are going to go up and down. I can tell you right now, they're going to go up and down through the power rankings week (laughs) to week. Yeah. um, Because they are very passionate. Yeah. They've got one of those Um, like explosive connections that like, it's either exploding positively or exploding negatively because they're like obsessed with each other and passionate, but also like, they're, it's also so early and they've got is. issues. So I think they need like pastor Cal, like every three days at this point, seriously. just to, just to kind of, I don't know, because they have so much of everything that all these other couples are talking yeah. about yeah, and asking questions of the attraction is there. the, it seems like there's going to be no, it, it's just ease with uh, so many other things. I mean, we haven't talked about finances or anything. we haven't even gotten anything, but the main core tenets of we are obsessed with each other. 
yeah. are there, yeah. but everything else it's gonna be intense. is in flux. So, And even at the end, I mean, she definitely has some issues that she needs to work through because after all of that, then she starts trying to talk him out of wanting her, mm-hmm. saying, like, I'm too much for you. And he's, Pastor Cal's like, what are you doing? Don't come. He's a grown man. If he says he wants to be here for you in spite of what just happened, yeah. you fucking accept it and you accept that he knows what he's doing. You don't now try and talk him out of the very yeah. thing you need. And again, I think that's another, it's just an emotional immaturity thing. And I feel like you learn that the longer you're in a relationship, you like work through some of that shit. They both, it, it was good to be reminded she's never lived with a man before. Yeah. I don't he think. He hasn't either. He, I, yeah, he he's hasn't either. They are the two youngest. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so you're, when you start putting all of this into context, you're like, oh, okay, this kind of makes sense. Yeah. We are super attracted to each other, but we don't know how to regulate in right. other areas. Right. <laughs> um, okay. What do you think? Gil and Mirla? Sure. Okay. Um, she's bitching already but from Gil the start. Gil carrying her through the door. She God thinks it's corny. God forbid he does something cute and corny Ugh. and that be like cute and corny, not like stupid and corny. She just, she's like, I think it's a little awkward. Oh my God. Are you sick? A 16 year old girl? Like. <laughs> I'm getting the feel that more and more the feeling that it seems almost that she is joking about all of this. I know. That's what I'm saying. It feels a bit like an act. And it, it and that's what makes me think that he is, it this is un- not running for the hills because he can sort of feel that some of this is like a bit of her shtick. Yeah. Like even that's what like, I'm saying, because she's always her, smirking. Re- exactly. Reading her facial things. It, ah, she's so hard to she's read. She's very confusing. You know, like, cause <laughs> on the outset you're like, Oh my gosh. Like yeah, there's a like, laundry nightmare. list of, uh, yeah. <laughs> But I don't know if it's all authentic. I, know, I really don't. I, I think it might be some like cam- camera uncomfortability, and it's just easier for me to play this role. Yeah. Um, so we go to her place. <laughs> Do you have thoughts on her collage of herself on her trips? Um, I like think cheesy canvas orders. That I, I think that if you are going to do this, if you are going to have art blown up art of yourself, it needs to be really, it better be art. It really be, it needs to be really artful. So it needs to be cute. Like, um, like a cute, like caricature painting of you or, or like, it needs to be like, cute art or it needs to be professional art. We need pictures taken that are high quality, not sending an order to Canva to put on a, like a 12 by 16 thing of you flipping your hair in the water. And it's just, it just, it did it. All this bright exposure. It just looks like it was taken on like a digital camera from 2005. Someone threw an Instagram filter (laughs) on and jacked up the brightness. It just was, I was like, I'm not anti you having art about of yourself in the home. It just has to be really well done. I'd, otherwise, sure. I don't think it and works. And the collage, it was hard for me. It yeah. was just hard for me. And it fit with all of the stereotypes that Mirla has fit mm-hmm. so far. Um, what are your thoughts on his fear over her closet? 
like the brands and shit. I mean, at the end of the day, what we what we've talked about and settled on is if she can afford this lifestyle, that's fine. And especially if she's saving on top of it. Yeah. So I think Gil kind of needs to get over it. I also think that she needs to have a little bit. I think she needs to have a little bit of an understanding of how much money she's spending on things. Yeah. And maybe it could be put into a little bit of a perspective. Mm-hmm. It's just not a very good look to not know. Oh, I have no idea how many, sh- like if, if he's so concerned about it, you can't give him like any solid answers of how much money you're spending on this. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really, I, I, I don't care. I don't care. And I don't, I think Gil, for all of Gil's great things, I think he's just going to have to chill on this. Yeah, I feel like he's blowing it a little out of proportion. For sure. Um, okay, so then we go to his, and we've got the, the, the dreaded dog meat. This is, like, the cutest dog in the freaking world. Hype. Hype. So cute, so well-behaved. So well-trained. And She, she walks has- in the house, and she's like, I smell dog. Oh, and then he's like, pet the dog. Like, come on, give him a pet, meet him. I'll smell like dog. We don't kiss dogs. That's just ew. Seriously? I'm like, okay. I realize that not everyone can be a dog person. And I can accept that. But this podcast is exclusively. I mean, this is a podcast hosted by dog fanatics. Yes. So we can't help it. We're judging her. Yeah. And... (laughs) I just don't understand, like, oh, it's like, are you, do you have any, where is your heart, Mirla? I guarantee you that if this couple ends up together, she's going to love the dog. I agree. I, I mean, and, and Gil. she's going to pretend she doesn't. Gil. Put their little bitchy smirk. Yeah, Gil, the ground rules that he has set for this dog. Oh, he's like the strictest dog owner. Can't go in the kitchen, can't go in the bedroom. It's very, very. Bitch. I don't know if it got in the show, but in Unfiltered, he elaborated more, and he was like totally unconcerned. So that's something else that needs to be said. We're always kind of trying to make a judgment on Unfiltered, okay? Because of course they're doing the after show in present day, mm-hmm. so it's been months since this is filmed. Gil, we're just gonna say it. He was speaking on Unfiltered as though he is still with Nirla. Yes. And he really likes Mirla and he is really deep down, not worried about these things. And he actually, that is when he's like, honestly, I'm pretty similar to her. Like, yeah. And then she, he listed all this stuff. Like he's not allowed on the bed. He's not allowed on the kitchen. He, there's all of these rules. And the host was like, wow. So if she was going to get stuck with a dog owner, you're kind of the best dog owner for her to get stuck with because you have all these rules. This dog gets a bath every week. Yeah. I'm like, jeez. No. Um, Okay, so the next big thing I have is Pastor Cal coming, and we talk about intimacy. Okay, but last, can we okay. just laugh about the his story of his dad with the portrait? Oh my gosh, that, that was amazing! I totally forgot. I didn't even put that in my notes. Yes. Oh my gosh, the, the portrait that he grew up with his dad having. I think it was framed portraits of MLK, Malcolm X, Mandela, Mandela, and then him. <laughs> And he's like, and the, the ongoing <laughs> family joke. And these were up high on the ceiling, like high on the wall. And the ongoing family thing was, these are the four best black men in America. 
or, or ever, like, yeah, like four smartest, greatest men ever, right, or something like that. Yeah, not of just America, um, just I died. I was hilarious. like, I, I love your dad. I absolutely hilarious. love it. And if I was him, I would for sure have that portrait up of That's my so dad great. in the house. That was so cool. yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, so Pastor so, Cal. And this whole talk is pretty much all centered on intimacy. Yeah. Because Pastor Cal finds it very concerning that, that it's been 10 days and there's been no kissing. What do you think about this? Um, I mean, I was surprised, period. Because Pastor Cal was saying, like, why they believed that they were a good match for each other. Mm-hmm. And Mirla, and that they could be really happy together. And Mirla made a point to go, I really see that and think that too. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. And I was like, oh. And I felt like a big focus beyond just intimacy of this conversation was it became clear that Mirla actually, in my opinion, has stronger feelings for him than she has really let on. Yeah. And of course, affection is traditionally a way that we show that if we're not comfortable saying words. And she's not doing either. So it definitely became clear that like Gil's not really getting a lot of validation and he's just continuing to like put his best foot forward and hope for the best. And so it felt like in a way this was important for him, this meeting, just to hear that Mirla does indeed actually like him and see something with them um, and want to have sex with him down the road. (laughs) But... At the same time, she admits that she can go this whole experiment without giving him a kiss. And he's like, if that's the case, this is over. And I'm like, whoa, that maybe not. That's unnecessary to bring up. I just to put these this this thing, this expectation. I will ask for a divorce. Yeah, this expectation that it's not going to happen. You're not going to go eight weeks without kissing each other. No. You're just not. She's like, trying to so like, prove a point. Why, why, yeah, why even, even bring this up? It, it's just, it bothered me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't, I think she's still staying very closed off. And it's like, do I understand why humans are like that? Yes. Do I understand why a human like you chose to sign up for an accelerated dating marriage process no not like, if you're not i mean like, exactly like you i don't want to tell be telling people this. what to do with their bodies but at the exactly. same time you you better like, be come on open. i mean like you guys have spent every single day together for 10 literally <laughs> <laughs> are you telling me that you've never kissed a guy that you haven't That's seen insane. 10 times well before, and the only over 10 thing times before? that i have in the back of my head which i know is like so i have no and it's just a hunch. I have to wonder if there's some like serious trauma mm. around around Maybe. intimacy. Maybe. You know, or like we don't know anything about our exes yet. Like we don't yeah. know anything about past relationships, why they didn't work, when was even the last one she was in and how long was it? Um it's because it, again, it's like hard to imagine her. Because they've a talked about this off camera, but not Oh. Because at the honeymoon they did bring up, they've talked about exes okay i know that they have had conversations okay. we just haven't been very privy to so there's that. like a part of me that can't help but feel like a grown woman her age looking for it's like is this all a show because you want america to think that like you keep your legs closed and you're not blah 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 like whatever her mm-hmm. judgment is of like women who 
get physical too soon? Or is this like, there's a bunch of fear around it and like, there's all these deeper reasons why and she's not going to tell us. Yeah. I don't know. But bottom line, you come into this process and in my opinion, you need to come into this process freaking open. Yeah. And if you are attracted to him and he's done nothing but continue to show up for you every single day, no matter how many freaking tests you throw at him. And that's what I, that is what I think a lot of her bullshit is little tests. Like, will he put up with this? Will he put up with this? Will he run away with this? That's a great point. Um, that just came to me right now. But if you're going to keep doing that and he keeps passing the test, like, damn girl, at some point you've got to give him a little, you got to give him something like, not like you owe him, but if you feel all of that, like, He's been relentlessly giving of himself to you and accommodating you and being selfless as hell every day. So like, I just think you owe him that same vulnerability and I'm not even talking about going straight to sex, but like for the love of Pearl, like cuddle and watch a movie and then have a makeout. Yeah. So overall, I felt like they took a positive step this week. They did. And like, I have to say overall, I have my hope for them is like a little seedling that grows and grows, <laughs> which is so unexpected to me. Yeah. Okay. Who's next? Um, okay. We're going to go through Rachel and Jose. Okay. Oh my goodness. Jose doesn't believe in dishwashers straight off the bat. <laughs> we have also, why been are living- Jose's wireless headphones always in his ears. Mm. Can we please? That is one of my biggest pet peeves. And they're always in his ears for filming. Like, really? Why are they on? Do you want us to all just know and think that you're very important? Like, like you're getting lots of calls? I don't know. Please don't, Jose. Um, it's always his trucker hat and his wireless headphones. <laughs> but yeah, I don't believe in dishwashers. As a couple that has been living together for almost a decade and has lived in multiple apartments and has never had a dishwasher... I felt personally offended by this. I felt deeply personally offended by it. I was like, how dare you? Um, you don't know the struggle of a non-dishwasher life. Rachel, interestingly enough, is one of these four alarm people. <laughs> Not saying that we don't relate. I do think if you are going to be waking up between the hours of 4 and 5 a.m., you can't be a four-alarm person. That is not okay. It's fine if you're a four-alarm person waking up at, you know, 7, 8, 9. Then it's okay. But you can't be a 4, 415, 445, and 5 a.m. No, that would not fly with me. He's probably going to end up helping end it because he's just going to wake up at the first one. Yeah. Okay, we go to his house first. There are numerous footballs in glass cabinets. Collectibles. There is a pile of bullets that (laughs) appear to be also, like, on display. Jose thought that he was on Cribs, MTV Cribs, (laughs) when he came in. Everyone showed... Everyone like showed oh. their house in a very normal way. And Jose's like, well, let me take you over here. Now this, uh, this uh, cr- crucifix here was actually, uh, you know, this, why, don't you, why don't you walk down the hall? Let's go. Sh- <laughs> let me go show you what I got over here. Uh, <laughs> There's so many crucifixes. And I just have to say in general, I was looking at this house, like, cause it, it's, it's a beautiful home. Like, oh, it, you no. know, like she'll be a 
We yeah. can make we can make do. Yes. Um, but it's a great home. The decor. I just felt like I was looking at like the home of like a not very stylish some person in their fifties. I saw the home of a confused soul. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like a boring mom in the suburbs in her fifties yes. whose kids have maybe just recently left. And this is the decor. This it's is just what? sort of like, yeah. you know, like there's one of those big clocks that you could probably get at Marshall's um, with like the Roman nooms. Yes. And then lots of like bulbous brown leather couches with like very boring, like patterns of like, everything's like overly neutral. Like everything's just shades of Brown. Yes. And he loves his couch, his lazy, his recliner. I think the couch may or may not have cup holders. That's like gotta be a classic (laughs) guy couch right there. Totally. Okay, Um, now we have to talk about the whiteboard. Jose has a budget board and which he clearly put together before shooting, before he left for the honeymoon, for this exact purpose. I have spent um, you know, because of what was going on this week and us not being able to watch the show, I actually got a text from my brother with a picture of the whiteboard (laughs) and that has had my interest peaked for like the last five days. I have spent many, much time analyzing this whiteboard and nothing makes, well, almost nothing makes sense (laughs) on the left hand side. It has the minor bills. So his Fubo TV, which is like a streaming service. It has the city, his city electric, like gas and water bill. All of that makes sense. And there's like five or six line items of these things. So T-Mobile, you know, the rest of it is a conglomeration of confusion. (laughs) The right hand side of the board says monthly expenses. And under those monthly expenses, we have $70,000 to a 401k, $7,000 to he savings. He obviously means that that's, there's 70,000 in his 401k, right? Okay, but it does not make sense. Like, right, the way that it's laid out. It's like, what? 7,000 to savings, 3,000 to stocks. It comes to $81,000 and it's listed under monthly, monthly expense. Income. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? If <laughs> anyone in the financial sector can make sense of this, <laughs> who's familiar with budgets, I am utterly lost. We've got to talk to Jacob Weston at Align Management about this. I know, I am utterly lost. (laughs) Furthermore, furthermore, it says it has credit score. Yeah, it's like 815. Who does that on their personal budget? It has the words (laughs) debt-free written on there. Yeah. Credit card, zero dollars. If if you and I pay off a car loan, we are not going to continue writing in our little budget book. (laughs) Right. Toyota, zero (laughs) dollars. Like, give me. It's all one big, massive flex. I know. I was befuddled. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. I know. Uh, And then, okay. and, And, yeah, you just feel like, of course, she hates this whiteboard. The second she sees it, she's so uncomfortable. She's slightly disturbed. He's very proud. She's like, oh, this is like a part of your daily life. Um, 
And she even said, like, I don't write some of those things on my budget. Um, he walks into her apartment and he calls those four water jugs that need to be recycled close to the door. She is a single woman living in an apartment complex. He calls that hoarding. And I am offended. He just ripped it to, he ripped it to shreds. And And I, I wanted to say though, she made a little comment on the honeymoon. Like I might be a little bit of a hoarder. She's so insecure and nervous with how type A she, he is. She's been trying for the last week to prepare him for the worst because she's so afraid of him judging her once he sees her life. But I do think she screwed herself a little bit. Don't use the... the yeah, because yeah. now he's going to see anything laying out of its original spot and call it hoarding. He's critiquing her pencil collection. Of She collects a, pen, a cute pencil from every place she goes. It's like the He's like, so many pencils. It's like, Do we really need all of these? The hell? I'm like, literally, this is the, the, like, this is the best thing that you could, like, I mean, I've never wanted to collect pencils, but like, you couldn't pick something easier and smaller to like contain. She doesn't need like a glass cabinet. Yeah. It's not, it's not snow globes. Exactly. You know, like, oh And then he's terrified by her travel globe. Terrified. He's like, oh, shit, she really does like to travel. And you could tell that she was like, let me make it clear. I like to travel. Yeah. So Pastor Cal comes to meet with them. Jose expresses off the bat that his biggest fear is their married finances and the joint account. Like, he's obsessed with this joint account thing and her wanting to travel together. Um, And... I do like Pastor Cal's take on it. Like he basically was he like, said, this is her. You yeah. can't snuff this out. This is, you're going to have to get used to you're like You're just going to have to get used to this. He's like, you're thinking too much here. He's like, you are the science of the relationship. She is the art. She's going to bring you fun and enjoyment that you would not have. Otherwise you need it. And like you said, you can't snuff it out. So he's basically telling them like, I think that Jose went into this thinking like, I'm going to get kudos for the fact that like, I'm an A plus student and I want to do all the right things. And And I think that he was a little taken aback that Pastor Cal was like, "Um, no, you are not the only one with the right way. It's just a different way. Exactly. And you need to learn how to integrate these together and balance them. Um, Which I think that that's a big thing for Jose. I think he thinks that the way he does everything the right way yeah and so i think that that will be the biggest issue in their relationship now were we shocked shocked that they have consummated the marriage they have had sex they have had sexy times wow i, I was, was a little shocked after last week um i don't know if it happened on the honeymoon i don't know if it happened i feel like it must have happened after that conversation they yeah had, like the last night or yeah something. maybe it did um yeah, pretty big. I mean, they continue to be looking like all no, we can go, all we can go is off of what we're seeing. Yeah. And they're progressing. Yeah. Okay. Last couple. Brett, Brett and Ryan. And Ryan. Um overall, I thought Ryan's personality really came out a lot more. Yeah. That was my biggest takeaway. And I um, you know, their dogs, she's so freaked out about the dogs. I'm like, 
it's doggy politics. It all works. <laughs> it all works. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, they really have. I know. I'm like, they're literally just meeting this second. And you have a dog that is one fourth of the size of his dog. If he's making a little bit of a growl in the street right now. Yes. It's okay. Um, right? We need to touch on Ryan's brownout of a house. Oh. <laughs> 50 shades of brown. 50 shades of brown. Um, including the brown of a taxidermy deer. The noble steed. The noble steed looking out over his boring brown master bedroom. In that he the has fucking killed. master bedroom. No, under no circumstances no. is this okay. What circumstance ever before there was even a woman in your life? Like, why? Why did you want to be overseen every night as you dream by this slaughtered deer? Oh my gosh. I mean, she we is could analyze horrid. this for like 20 minutes because it is probably the thing I've been most disturbed by him by up until this point. <laughs> and yet all of the other sides of him I got to see to this episode were so like overwhelmingly positive that I'm weirdly mostly letting this slide. Well, here's why I'm letting it slide to a degree because okay. she's like, that is not going to work. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and he doesn't he, have an issue. With and it. he's like, okay, we'll put it in the garage. Yeah. That's yeah. True. <laughs> and that's so true. I'm like, that's why this is a non right. issue. It's right. just very jarring to have an, a taxidermied steed in your master bedroom. <laughs> I've never I seen know. it before. I hope to never see it again. I know. Um, I was a little confused when he says he hasn't shared his space with a woman for 15 years. And I'm like, does yeah. that mean that the last, are we talking about your mom? Maybe. Like, I don't think you've ever lived with a woman then. Yeah. Bottom line. Um, yeah, such a nice house, but hideous decor. But he, I thought it was cute. He was so endeared by her place. Yeah. He like loved it. He thought like, oh, she has like cool style and like, Cool he needs and, some color in yeah, his life like in that way. Yeah, he's like endeared by it. And he's like, oh, she's going to, this is perfect. So I do, even though I still think that he is prone to foot and mouth syndrome sometimes and says stupid things, like in the beginning he implied if the dogs don't get along, let's get rid of hers because hers is 11 years old. Like he'll say these stupid things. Yeah. And you're like, ugh. Please don't. But then the more and more we're getting to know him, the more I'm wondering if sometimes that has, it's more like a nervous tick. Yeah. Than like some true representation of his insides, you know? Um, so pastor cow meeting. I mean, it went really well. Uh, here's, right? here's where I, yeah, they talked about intimacy and like, are you guys both at the same level? Obviously, you know, Pastor Kyle asked um, Ryan what, like, falling in love means to him. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they're not in love yet. Like, that's that's fair that they're not in love I yet. I agree. I didn't Here's like that big... he pushed that. Yeah. Like, Pastor Kyle was like, so what does it mean to you when you're in love? And he's like, put the other, I he's put like, the other person before. It's just a feeling where I value them more than me. And then Pastor Kyle says, and you don't feel that way yet? It's like. No, why would and he? He's like, That's not fair not to her. yet. I want to be honest. And I'm like, this is coming across more hurtful than it's meant to be. That's obviously not the entirety of his definition of falling in love. It was just an easy phrase to reach to yeah. that is part of it. Yeah. I would I would venture to say 
he is valuing her in the day-to-day, moment-to-moment right now more than himself. Yeah. But that's not it. So it, it just sounded bad. Like, it's one thing to say, I'm not in love yet, but I see that happening. But because Pastor Cal made him say, that's my definition of love. And then he's like, oh, so you don't value her more than you yet? And he's like, no, not really. And you could tell, I mean, that is like a weird, hurtful statement. But yeah. I just think like, it was just clunky the way it all came out. And For I don't sure. think it needed, I don't think that's really like, yeah, well, yeah perfectly no. representative. Here's my take on them. Okay. Uh, they need to have sex. Yeah. I think that it just feels like that is the next step in their relationship. Yeah. And it's really gonna help solidify things. Once again, I'm not telling people what to do with their bodies, but I am a podcast analyzer. It it seems like they're ready for it and it's the right time. And I just think that that is going to help alleviate some insecurities. Yeah. Yeah. And she admits like she's totally crushing on him and she blushes and it's so cute as a blusher. I really just relate when someone has that happen on TV out of their control. Um, I think if we can take away anything else from this meeting, it's that they clearly are still not having all of the conversations they probably should be having. They both seem a little bit avoidant. Mm -hmm. And that I think is going to be a bit of a barrier, but I'm just hoping that the experts are going to like sort of push them out of their comfort zone more and more. But I, it was just obvious, like from this conversation, oh, they haven't even talked directly about their feelings for each other right now as they stand. Yeah. Like, she was like, oh, we haven't even said any of this before. And it's like, ooh, they hadn't even talked about physical. And it's like, really? Like, you're not even going to talk about, like, what are my expectations? What am I into? What am I not comfortable with yet with you? But I, like, I will be at this point. So I think that that is one of their other downfalls. And I just hope you know, in this accelerated process, they can kind of let that go because they don't have time for that. Yeah, definitely. But I really, they are growing on me, me in a way me that I am like really surprised by. Me too. And I think they're <clears throat> kind of one of my favorite couples right now. I would agree. Okay, so hit us with the power rankings. Okay. Unprecedented, never happened before in the history of the power rankings. <laughs> Has a couple gone from first to worst <gasps> coming in at number five, Bao and Johnny. Ooh. Yeah. The un- seeing unfiltered really kind of pushed them. They were going to be at my four spot. It like, was it just not together. It did not look good, and yeah. this is scary. Number four, <laughs> scary. Zach and Michaela. Yeah, they that stay there. Right. Um, number three, Gil and Mirla. Thought they took a step forward. Wowie wowie. Ta- thought. Brett and Ryan come in at number two. Thought they took a step forward. Yeah. And moving up to the number one spot, we have Rachel and Jose. Really? They had sex. They seem really into each yeah, other. I guess they're I, most like consistently into each they other. They haven't had big things yet. They will. Uh, they will. It's coming. But those are my power rankings. Okay. Okay, guys, thank you again so much for your patience. Promise this won't happen again, at least this delayed. Um, Yeah, we've got a lot going on in our life right now and double pods a week, but we can do this. And we um, cannot wait for this week's episode, which airs in two days. Um, And like us on all the things and share it with your friends and find us on Instagram. And we will talk to you soon. 
Bye. Bye.